Welcome to another week of the Moving Autism Forward podcast. My name is Ashton and I'll be your host. Each episode, we strive to bring you relevant, hopeful, and applicable conversations that explore the latest in autism research, treatment, and all-around TACA support and resources. It is our hope that we are creating a resource that encourages you in your journey and can be maybe a 30-minute break in your week. Just this last week in the U.S., we finished celebrating Thanksgiving. We hope that all of our TACA families had a wonderful holiday filled with much gluten-free, casein-free, soy-free food. At TACA, we are so very grateful for our board of directors, our staff, our medical advisory board, hundreds of volunteers, and each and every family that is part of the TACA family at large. We are families with autism helping families with autism, and it is our privilege to play even a small role in your journey. We love celebrating big and little moments of your story, and this season especially, we would love for you to share those moments with us. Find us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and share with us what you're most grateful for this year. We can't wait to see. Also, if you haven't had a chance, we would love to have you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. This is a simple way for you to help us spread the word and help us help more families. Okay, let's get to today's special guest. We are so honored and thrilled to have the opportunity to share our time today with Dr. Daniel Amen. He is a clinical neuroscientist, double board certified psychiatrist, a brain imaging specialist, distinguished fellow of the American Psychiatric Association and CEO and medical director of the Amen Clinics with six locations around the country. He and his wife just released a new book last week on November 22nd called The Brain Warrior's Way with a cookbook as well. There's even a chapter in the book that talks about TACA founder and executive director Lisa Ackerman. You're not going to want to miss this. You will want to get a copy after you hear Dr. Amen talk today. So we made sure to include links in the show notes for you to go ahead and check that out. Okay, without further ado, let's get into our conversation with Dr. Amen. Enjoy. Well, Dr. Amen, thanks for joining us today. We're really looking forward to this weekend with you jumping into the conference and um, sharing your wisdom and just your insights on SPECT imaging and autism. Um, I'd like to, for any listeners that are out there that have no clue who you are, I'd like to give them a little background on you, how SPECT imaging kind of became like a passion of yours, um, and how you kind of realized that through psychiatry, imaging was so very important. So, I mean, probably should start uh, 1979. I'm a second year medical student. I just got married. And a couple of months later, my wife tried to kill herself. And I took her to see a wonderful psychiatrist. And I came to realize if he helped her, which he did, it wouldn't just help her. It would help me and it would ultimately help our kids and our grandkids. And I fell in love with psychiatry because I realized it had the potential to change generations of people. But I joined the only medical profession that never looks at the organ it treats. And before I went to medical school, I was an x-ray technician. And the mantra was, how do you know unless you look? And so I was frustrated because I felt like I was handicapped. And in 1991, I went to my first lecture on brain SPECT imaging. Uh, SPECT is a nuclear medicine study that looks at blood flow and activity. 
and I completely fell in love with it. The first 10 scans, it changed what I did in eight of my patients. Wow. And I'm like, well, how do you know unless you look? Yeah. And um, But it's not what psychiatrists do. So I got no end of grief from yeah. my colleagues. Yeah. And But I mean, if you get to know me over time, you realize I sort of have an attitude problem. That if I think something is right and you don't, well, I'm gonna stay with it. Yeah. Uh, and over the next 25 years, my colleagues and I at Avon Clinics have built the world's largest database of brain scans related to behavior. So we've now scanned, we have 125,000 scans on patients from 111 countries. Yeah. And the reason we do it is it makes us better. Yeah. I don't have to guess. Yeah. And when I first started looking at autism, because you know autism sort of skyrocketed um, right after I went into private practice in sure. 1989. It's just like, boom, exploded. Sure. And th the first thing I learned, it's not one disorder. Mm. It's like 10 different disorders. Mm -hmm. And treating everybody the same is stupid. You know, it's just, you know, they meet, they meet these three criteria in the DSM, three, four, five, whatever book you want to look whatever at. Whatever we're on. And there are many ways in the brain to get to those symptoms. So some people have brains that work too hard. Mm. Other people have brains that don't work hard enough. Right. Some of them are traumatic. Some of them are infectious. Some of them are toxic. Mm. And if you don't look, you don't appreciate. And so we, we have a classic autism pattern. Their frontal lobes, mm -hmm. so the front part of your brain, works too hard. Yeah. And when that happens, they're worried, they're rigid, things don't go a certain way, they can explode. Yeah. Their cerebellum doesn't work hard enough. So their cerebellum, especially in the middle part, it's called the cerebellar vermis, is smaller mm -hmm. in a lot, not all. I mean, that's the interesting yeah. thing is not all. Yeah. And the cerebellum's involved in coordination, yes. So there's often coordination issues. Yeah. But it's also involved in thought coordination, how quickly you can integrate new information, which is why new information is a big problem right. for many spectrum kids. And... What I got excited about is SPECT acted like a map for me. Mm. So you've heard a picture is worth a thousand words. Yep. But a map is worth a thousand pictures. A map tells you where you are yep. and gives you directions on how to get to where you want to go. Absolutely. And without a map, you're lost. And if you're lost, that can cost you your life. Yeah. And so I just got so excited because I became a better doctor. Our outcomes were better. We were more effective. And uh, I mean, the first thing the scan does is gives you great empathy for the yeah. child or for Absolutely. the adult because you realize they're not just being bad. Yeah. And if you're a new parent who has a child, you've wondered, yeah. is this an attitude problem right. or is this a brain problem? Yeah. Is it will-driven mm -hmm. or is it brain-driven? Right. And knowing that difference is really important. Yeah. And then we would go hunt down, well, what possibilities could this be yeah. if I have a toxic brain? Is it an infection? Is it mold? Sure. Is it what? Sure. 
So you so you mentioned toxins. What are some like starting places for somebody who's out there who's like, you know what, maybe I'm in the middle of Iowa and I am making my way to get into a doctor. I'm looking into, you know, treatments. What are some things that they can do right now to help with the toxicity levels in the brain? Well, the first thing they can do is not feed children toxic food. Uh, and I think that's step. really the most important thing you can do. And so why should you have organic food? Mm. Because it doesn't have pesticide residue. And why is pesticide residue a problem? Well, your gut has a hundred trillion bugs, um, bacteria, viruses, and about 85% of them are supposed to be good, yep. healthy, um, and about 15% are troublemakers. Yeah. And when you get pesticides, so what do pesticides kill? Bugs. They kill bugs. <laughs> and so when you're eating food that has pesticide residue right. on it, you're disrupting the gut microflora or all those yeah. bugs. Um, we actually talked with our daughter when she was seven about the bugs in her gut. It freaked her out until <laughs> my wife talked about, you know, the good pets okay. that you have to feed. Okay. And if you don't take care of them, they'll turn on you okay. and become very unhappy. Yeah. Um, and a lot of autistic kids have had a fair amount of antibiotics. Yeah. And what do antibiotics true. kill? They the kill bugs. bugs and the bad bugs. So you have antibiotics and pesticides. Yeah. And then you feed them sugar yeah. and foods that quickly turn to sugar. So many autistic kids, they want yellow things. Yeah. And, so true. And those feed things like candida yeah. and can really disrupt yeah. gut function. Yeah. So the first thing, if I'm in the middle of Iowa, although I love Iowa, I've been on Iowa public television a lot it's get the food right. Yeah. And what's going to seem daunting, it's really not, is put them on an elimination diet. Yeah. I live Such my life advice. on an elimination diet. What that yeah. means is you get rid of things that are potentially toxic. So gluten, yeah. corn, soy, dairy, and sugar. And, you know, we can break down each of those. Yeah. But there's so many other things to eat. But it doesn't mean you have to get rid of them for the rest of your life. But you want to get rid of them for at least a few months. Yeah. And what I found in helping autistic kids is that when I get rid of dairy and wheat, corn, soy, and sugar, kids talked more. Yep. That they had more words, that they'd sleep through the night, yep. that their behavior was better. It didn't cure them, yep. but it really helped. It's that brain fog. That, well, that, that we don't have, that we don't even recognize until it's all gone. Right. And wheat and dairy in particular, they mix with your stomach acid and cause something called exorphins. And exorphins work on the heroin or morphine centers of your brain, which is why on the wrong food, the kids can get spacey. So simple things. Simple so things. So work on the diet. I have okay. a new book coming out in November called The Brain Warrior's Way okay. and The Brain Warrior's Way Cookbook. Okay. And my wife has 130 recipes that are all gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free. 
um, mostly sugar-free. Um, and, and they're, it's it, super and hard, it's right? delicious. It's yeah. not super hard. No. See, it's super hard if you think it's super there hard. There you go. It's super easy if you change your mindset. Yes. And that's the first part of being a brain warrior. You've got to get your, your mind right. Yeah. The, the program is about abundance. It's not about deprivation. You know, we're going to deprive you of things like cancer, diabetes, depression, dementia, and stuff. give you energy, memory, meaning, purpose. Uh, that you, Life. you need a good brain yeah. for that. A little while ago, the leadership team had a privilege of hearing you talk. You spoke to the moms about their health. Can we talk about that a little bit? The importance of taking care of yourself. Well, that's so important. And, and, you know, I fly a lot. So whenever yeah. I'm on a plane, they say, if the masks come down, put yours on first. Because if you don't put yours on first, you may not be there for your child. That's right. And so often in these families, mom is so focused on the child yeah. that she ignores her husband yeah. and ignores herself. Yeah. And the marriage falls apart yeah. because both parents are grieving the loss of what they thought was going to happen. Yeah. And they're not touching each other. Yeah. And they're sad Mm -hmm. and mad. Mm -hmm. And that's not a good prescription. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is to take care of yourself, but also take care of your marriage. Uh, Because there are a lot less resources when divorce happens. Yeah. And, And then, because if you think about it, one of the traits of autism, is kids have trouble shifting attention, Mm. that they get stuck Mm -hmm. on negative thoughts and negative behaviors. Mm -hmm. Well, some of that's genetic. And moms or dads can get stuck on negative thoughts and negative behaviors. So they hold grudges, there can be hurts, and then you get lawyers involved. And then all of a sudden, you have no money because you've spent a lot of time grieving and angry and paying attorneys. Yeah. And it's like, mm, no, let's get yeah. our brains balanced. Let's work on our marriage. Yeah. And then you'll have the resources to help take care of your child. You know, so often, like, we get in that situation that's like crisis. And it's the classic fight or flight. And I have seen parents will get into fight mode for their kid. And they take that fight mode to every other area of their life. Right. And they can't shut it down. So... How do, how do we, like, press pause? So notice it and the self-care stuff. So as we're doing an elimination diet for the kids, we should totally do it for ourselves. I mean, I live my life this way, as you, you talked about. For you, it's I eat right, yeah. I exercise, and I don't believe every stupid thing I think. So one of the most important things I teach my patients is you sort of have to be aware of the thoughts going on in your head. Mm-hmm. And when you feel sad, mad, nervous, out of control, write them down. Mm-hmm. Journaling is so helpful. That's and then as you write down your thoughts, just go, is that true? Can I absolutely know yeah. that that's true? Yeah. You know, my yeah. child will never get well, will always be in this situation. And as your brain spins into negativity, mm-hmm. um, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. We are learning so much. There's been so much progress yeah. in the last 30 years when it comes to autism. Um, I'm actually quite amazed. It's so true. And you talked earlier also about the concept, and you're going to talk 
extensively about it, I believe, tomorrow about the sheep and the sheepdog. Instead of just like following what is all around you, educating yourself, becoming aware, and well, I like that, that concept so much yeah. because you know, as as I think about what's happening in our country, there are like way oh. too many sheep, way, uh, way too many, and you know, and what are sheep? Uh, they go with the herd. They follow. Yeah. They're easily led. Yeah. And they believe things like Absolutely. when they hear a slogan from Coke, open happiness. And it's like, it's not thoughtful, right? Because the thoughtful person says sugar and salt, yeah. it's opening illness. Right. And, or you, you know, with McDonald's, you deserve a break today. And it's like, what the heck does that mean? You know, eat highly toxic Somebody food. Somebody got paid a whole lot of money to tell you that. Right. <laughs> and and so sheep go, well, I deserve a break today. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, and sheepdogs, on the other hand, although, although let me finish with sheep because there's a story. Um, I remember when I was a kid growing up, my dad, if I said, oh, my friends are doing this, and he's like, well, if they're going to jump off a cliff, are you going with them? Right. right. And he said that a lot. And in 2005 in Turkey... A sheep jumped off a cliff. 1,500 other sheep followed. Stop it. Oh, no. And then in the next year in China, the sheep got blown off a cliff. 500 sheep followed. They just jumped off the cliff. <laughs> but that's what we're doing in this yeah. country. Two-thirds of us are overweight. Almost 40% of us are obese. Yeah. Those are a lot of bad decisions. Yeah. What we need to do is be like sheepdogs. And I love sheepdogs. They're serious. Yeah. They're purposeful. Yeah. They're highly trained. They're mission-driven. And they love the sheep, even though the sheep may not love them back. So who do That's I want to be? Yeah. Do I want to be a sheep and just go with the flow where, you know, things like ADD, depression, autism, Alzheimer's disease are yeah. skyrocketing. Yeah. Or do I love myself? See, because people go, oh, no, I don't want to do that because it's hard. And it's like, so how much do you love yourself? Mm -hmm. are, are you suicidal? Yeah. Where you, you just don't think about it. There's a new study that came out this year that said somewhere between 60 and 90 percent of cancer is decision-based. Wow. It's based on the decisions we make wow. throughout our life. Wow. And I'm like, I mean, I don't want it. And, you know, it doesn't mean everybody who gets it, it's because of their bad behavior. Right. But there are things you can do. Because a lot of people, oh, it's my genes. Yeah. Which account for about 20 to 30% sure. of the illnesses. It's genes load the gun. Yeah. Your decisions end up pulling the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. So I want the people who follow our work to be sheepdogs, yeah. to be serious. Yeah. We'll train them. Yeah, um, sure. And that's why we have the Brain Warriors way. Um, and you become more joyful. Yes. But you first have to do it yourself. So how do I get my kid to do it? It's like, well, you first have to do it yourself. Yeah, because then you believe in it. Right. And you become, you see, I always say, we did a big program at Settleback Church called okay. The Daniel Plan. We did. And 15,000 people signed up the first week. The first year they lost a quarter of a million pounds. And now thousands of churches do it. But one of the biggest lessons for me, because moms are always going, well, how do I change people? 
you change yourself. Yes. You have to live the message because yes. if you don't live the message, you sort of are not a good messenger. Yes. And so, and and that fits with the idea that you have to put your mask on first. That if you're dealing with a child on the spectrum, that it's okay for you to go to therapy and it's okay yeah. for you to mourn. Yeah. And it's not okay to drown your sorrows with alcohol. Right. Um, or to never exercise or to let your health or your body get out of control. You need that so your brain can be right so that you can make better decisions. So your child can get better. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And your marriage. And your marriage and your life and everything because when around you. you because when you're flooded with chronic stress, the hormone cortisol, which is the stress hormone, takes up all the nutrients yeah. and you're not left with any testosterone. Right. Which means you won't have a libido. Right. And you won't have sort of the happiness, motivation, and memory that goes along with testosterone. It's not yeah. all about a libido. Yeah. But if you're not having sex with your husband, yeah. that's a bad, that's just dangerous. Right, right. You know, you talked about um, just all the messages that we get. And I have sat down with a couple of people just to kind of talk to them completely outside the world of autism about their diet and the choices that they're making in their life. And I encourage them to take back the authority and the responsibility for what goes in their mouth. Don't give it away to some billboard that somebody paid a whole lot of money for. Like they paid money for that and you're just gonna like give them the authority and the responsibility of what goes in you? So take was, it back. I was driving down the freeway from uh, Newport Beach where I live to LAX, I was going on a flight. And on the left side of the freeway, there is a billboard for the Tower of Tortoise sandwich. It was like five levels high, unbelievably gross. Uh, but, I mean, if I didn't know better, I'm like, wow, that'd be amazing. They made it look really and good, I'm sure. They made it look really good. And then as I turned my head to the right side of the freeway, there was a billboard for lose weight with lap band. And I just thought how ironic that is. You are encouraging me to let my inner child get out of control and pig out on this horrible food. And But to get him back under control, we'll give him surgery. That's everybody's dream, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, I want to do one last little uh, pivot for us. Um, I want to talk about technology, how much our kids are using technology, and some key things that you've talked about recently about sleep and things to avoid before going to sleep. So technology is very interesting, according to a study from Microsoft that came out last year. The human attention span is now eight seconds. A goldfish is nine seconds. It's kind of scary. Evolution going the wrong way. Yes. And there's another study from Hewlett Packard that said people get addicted to their technology, their iPhone, their iPad, their computer over a year lose 10 IQ points. If you start picking up marijuana, you lose nine. So we have to be careful. Plus it's the light from the gadgets that get through our retina and our eyes 
and turn off the production of melatonin, which tells us to go to sleep. Yeah. And so if you're going to use technology after dark, so on my phone and on my computers, I have blue light blockers. Yes. And so that they're easy, they're free. Um, everybody should do that. And sleep is so important because when you sleep, your brain cleans and washes itself. And if you don't sleep enough, gunk builds up, making it really hard to feel good and to learn. And it was so funny when I learned that, um, I think Chloe, my daughter, was eight. And I was talking to her about it. And she goes to her mother. She's like, I'm going to go to bed early tonight. My brain needs to be washed. And my wife comes into my office. And she's like, what are you telling, (laughs) Chloe? And And you're like, well, you told her about the bugs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, poor child. Uh, Although now she's 13 and she's completely obsessed with her health, which we're happy, happy, happy about. And. And then I wrote a book that just came out called Time for Bed Sleepyhead, yes. which is a hypnotic bedtime story. Uh, it, it's what I told my oldest daughter, like, for five years straight. It was wow. a very sweet uh, way. It's a ritual to yeah. get her to bed using deep relaxation. But it starts with mama bear and baby bear and baby bear saying, I don't want to go to bed. And mama teaches him, your brain cleans and washes itself. You want to go to bed because if you don't sleep, you're not going to feel happy and you're going to have trouble learning and you're going to be in more trouble and it's not going to be good. And using some really cool characters, we take them on uh, sort of the wild ride to get them tuckered out to sleep. That's awesome. I'm super excited about our listeners uh, discovering that. I'm going to put some links in our show notes so they can find it. And then hopefully we'll, we'll grab a copy and give it away when we publish this and it'll be awesome. But um, you talked about four things to avoid before bedtime in a recent like blog on your website. Um, what are those four things? Well, you never want to give a kid caffeine at all. You certainly don't want to give it to them after noon, right? After lunchtime. Yeah. Um, so that would be one. Okay. You want to avoid rough housing. Okay. Stimulation. Because you're stimulating them. You okay. want to calm them down yeah. um, you don't want them to go to bed mad yeah. and you don't want lights um, especially okay. things with blue lights from gadgets yeah so what would be like what would be the ideal time if a kid's bedtime is eight o'clock how long before that time are, are we turning off technology you know i would try to turn it off after dark so that okay. your body can start producing enough melatonin okay. and calm things down the pro- the problem is parents are so busy yeah that they need something to, to babysit yeah. the the kids but blocks are better yep and they're using learning to use their hand i, yeah. I have a five-year-old grandson and he loves legos but you know i mean they spend hours building yeah. things i mean that's so much better for him than him playing uh, angry birds yes uh, you know, it's over true. and over and over again. Yeah. And, you know, so when we go out to dinner, we'll bring Legos and yeah. sit and play. And, you know, and what happens when you play is kids talk, so right? Nice. If you just want to talk to them, you know, put them in a chair next to you and ask them questions, they won't say anything. But if you play with them, it's the whole play therapy thing I learned as a child psychiatrist, that they just open up. 
and they're so you have to distract them a little bit in order to get them into their verbal brain. Well, listen, we are so excited about this weekend. I know all the leaders were so grateful for your time today. We're looking forward to your lecture tomorrow. Um, thanks for your dedication to the Taco community and just your friendship. I'm hopeful that we're going to be able to spread the word about both of your books by the time we publish this, which is going to be super cool, and get some moms and dads healthy, help get their kids healthy, and on a road to living their fullest life. Thank you so much. Friends, how awesome was Dr. Amen? I just loved how he broke down some complex and challenging principles and made it very easy to understand and apply. His encouragement for all the parents and caregivers out there was fantastic and maybe we should all write down a few things this week that we can do for ourselves. If you had any questions about the content or links that we referenced, they will all be in the show notes on our website, takanowblog.com. Okay, and for all that listened and heard the reference to a book giveaway, Dr. Amon generously gave us a few copies of The Brain Warrior's Way to give away to our listeners. So here's the deal. Go check out our Instagram page at Taka Now for all the details. We'll be doing a drawing for the book on December 6th. Also, for our Facebook followers, there's going to be a drawing there as well. Make sure you find the post featuring the Brain Warrior's Way. Comment and share. We can't wait to give these away. Also, be sure and share this episode with your friends so they can get in on the giveaway too. Thank you again to Dr. Amen for sharing his time, speaking so graciously with great wisdom into our community. You are a hero to us. Okay, friends, have an amazing week. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and share the podcast with your friends who might be encouraged. Until next time, keep moving forward.